Welcome to Surf Stories, the podcast brought to you by the Florida Surf Film Festival and Surfing's Evolution and Preservation Foundation. Well done, John. Thank you. Thank you. That is a mouthful, but uh, we are so stoked to have their support, and uh, we hope that you will support them next time you need a new license plate. Absolutely. With you today is your host, John Brooks. Uh, That's not me. I am Kevin Miller. (laughs) He forgot to introduce himself, but he has that... uh, beautiful suave peat mel voice going on over there and uh, we're just happy to bring you another podcast episode today highlighting one of florida's own yes yes local legend and well i mean gosh not even local legend just filmmaking legend yeah i mean really uh pat eichstead uh two pat as uh the nickname that andy irons gave him back in the day uh two pat's responsible for introducing a two or three generations of phenomenal Florida talent, surfing talent to the world. Yeah, I've always wanted to know his story. Like I knew sort of like what was going on there, but I'd, I wanted to know how he ended up on the beach filming more than surfing. I mean, that's a commitment in and of itself because we Absolutely. all know it's hard to park yourself. But I mean, we get all the details today. You know what's funny? One detail we don't get, and I'm going to talk about it right now, is that uh, we didn't touch on the fact that another nickname that, that Pat has is the OG grueler or the ultimate grueler. Oh, yeah. And that's what it takes. That's what it takes to sit on the beach. That's what it would take for me to I, – I would hate to sit on the beach and film. I'd rather be in the water surfing. I know, right? And, it's it, He's just the guy that did it for everybody. He He's like the Christ-like figure who – just stuck it out, sat made, on the beach. Made the sacrifice. Yeah, and he made the sacrifice. Still enjoys waves to this day. Absolutely. He's getting his waves. Yeah. I mean, he, he just gave us a, a few examples from his phone today of, of the swell he scored the other day, which was, oh, man. I mean, anyway, we're excited to bring you this uh, interview with Tupat, and he's a, uh, speaking of renaissance, man, I mean, he's yeah. really done it all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, cinematographer, you know, having success as a commercial photographer, uh, businessman, Entre- entrepreneur. entrepreneur, has started his own uh, food company with uh, Two Pats Hawaiian pokey sauce. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. growing, too. It's They've got other sauces, like just Hawaiian barbecue sauces. And, yeah, spices, oh dry rub stuff. This, this has just such been a fun day. I'm really excited we got this done. It was like out of the blue, too. We were talking to him yesterday. I was texting him and... Uh, He's like, when are we going to do that podcast? Because I bring this podcast up to a lot of people, and we don't always like sit down and record with them. Yeah. And uh, he's the kind of guy that like hits you back. Thank God. Absolutely. And we got this gym. Absolutely. So, so right. enjoy our chat with Pat. And there's people that actually live up to the bill and, and Tupat lived up to that bill. And as I was saying, I mean, arguably you've introduced at least a couple generations of world-class surfers to surf culture. And there's not many people that can say that, you know? Well, thank, thanks guys for having me. Yeah. You know, I thought about that on the way over, you know, like uh, the whole, how that all started was my mom was a flight attendant and she would give me these surfing magazines before they would get to the surf shops. This was, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old. Uh, we were already indebted to surfing Hopper and I, my brother, Shannon, Hopper yeah. did. and growing up in Bethune, we had easy access to the beach or the river. Uh, and we just were always surfing no matter how it was, but to answer your, you know, statement there and, and tell you a little bit of background on that is I would rip those pages out of those magazines and post them up on my wall and you know I was like you know Johnny Boy Gums and yeah. Dan Kilo oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah and just looking at them and like god man you know like these guys are so cool they had their shots in the magazines you know and little did I know I'd be the one taking the pictures of these generations of guys that we've had passed through our town and yeah. you know around the world um 
But another thing was, is I, if you guys remember back in the day, Surfer Magazine had that East Coast Surfer little tidbit. Yeah, yep. it was insert. like either, it was yeah. like either like aqua green That's or all blue. We got. That's we all we got. got. We got the and if insert. we were lucky, maybe a Greg Geiselman or a Dwayne Mackey or a Chris John May, Chris, or a, yeah, or some of those jo- local guys here would get like a postage stamp photo. Yeah. Well, it kind of irritated me. Yeah, I was like, man, you know, we got these guys like Ron Hope, Joe Serball. Um, all these great servers. No Chambers. one's re- Chambers, my brother Gorkin, and, and no, we hadn't met Lost yet. Yeah. No one, no one is getting any recognition. You know, it's all these guys from Melbourne and Coco that were really, you know, slated to be these next great things. Which yeah. a lot of them, you know, turned out to be really, really good servers, and they had a lot of backing. But they were the guys that were getting promoted by California. And as you know, California is kind of the base of the surfing sure. industry. And so, I, in my mind, I was like, what can I do to like? get our guys some recognition and it just all fell into place you know when i got to meet the guys at lost and it really set up a platform for us to showcase what we do who yeah. we are so what before our... lost you had a camera on your own though video or did they provide yeah no it? no no i we shot video actually you dave did... sokol of red dog yeah bar lent my dad this vhs cam like when we whole, were super like young, the lunchbox on yeah, the shoulder, <laughs> right? And we would run an extension cord from Bluefish Avenue across South Atlantic onto the boardwalk <laughs> and film each other out front of the house. Unreal. Okay. To see, you know, to see our surfing, to check it out. Yeah. Not even knowing that that was going to be the formula for you know Corey and Shay and Warren and Beshans and Andy and Bruce and all those guys is what we did. You know, we just shot footage, watched it, got better. Yeah. And that's how we got better. We would just watch and watch and watch and watch and watch. Yeah. And then I would have these crazy, like, reality dreams before I made it to Hawaii that I was in Hawaii surfing. I was so fascinated with getting there and surfing there, but I hadn't got there yet. Yeah. And then, those dreams. I know you're You know what I'm about. saying? Where you're yeah. like, oh, I'm there. But then you wake up and you're like, shit, I wasn't there. Right. <laughs> and um, my parents took me there when I was 12, 13 years old. And I was like, I got to get back here. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good goal coming, you know, in, you know, coming from Florida, obviously. And then the camera itself presented it to you through your dad. How old were you then? Uh, we were young, man, like 13, 14, 15. What year? Oh, well, so I graduated in 92. That would be 17 minus five. So you're looking at like 87, 88, 89. Right, yeah. yeah. Those yeah. T- at that time. Those you know? were my high school years. Yeah, me So yeah. you were just before high school. We're just a couple years older than you. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. 48. I'm 50. Yeah, so same era. Yeah. Come up a little closer to the mic there oh, when you're yeah. talking. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, so th- those are pro- pro- yeah, obviously big influential years. Magazines, camera. Fo- I mean, what kept you on the beach to shoot when you really wanted to be in the water? Well, I mean, I, I considered myself a really good surfer when I was younger. Okay. And then I, I was a good soccer player as well, and I had a really bad injury uh, my junior year in high school. Okay. I mean, literally snapped my leg to a 90-degree angle. Uh. And it took like a whole year to recover to, to surf again, and it really never was like the same because I was so like hesitant to try to get radical, and I have nerve damage still to this day. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just was like, I wanted to travel. I wanted. I didn't want to go to college. I didn't want to do a nine to five job. You know, we just happened to be on in Waikiki one one uh, summer. I believe it was a summer, and I was with my brother Shannon and remember Wayne West. Yeah. Wayne West and yeah. Bruce and Andy, and we were all there just hanging out. And I believe Bruce and Andy were surfing a junior pro, um, and Corey was surfing a QS, and he was there with Mike Riola, and yeah. Wayne West had this certain Sony cam. And I saw this guy from behind, and I'm like, oh, wow, that guy has the same camera that we have. So I just walked up to him, and that's when I ended up meeting Mike and saying, hey, you know, we're with this really radical crew right here. You, you yeah. know, I, no one's ever seen these guys. No one knew who they were. Yeah. I mean, the amateur ranks knew who they were. The locals knew who they were. But, like, on a global basis, and Mike had already come out with his radical what's really going on yeah. and what's really going wrong videos. And, and in my wait, mind, give, I'm like... Give us an annual or a yearly check-in on this, too, because... I'm thinking Mike graduated U of F in 90. And I think he was probably, he, I think he graduated in 90. 90. No, uh, no, U of F, no, 90. That would, he would have been in high school still. Riola. Yeah, he would have been in high school still. He's the same age as you. He's 48, 49. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm off on my timeline. So give me a, a check. So when you saw Mike on the beach there. What? Oh, uh, that was like 93 or 4. Okay. Yeah. So out of, I was out of high school. Because I graduated in 92. 
Makes sense. But in my mind, I was like, instantly, I'm like, whoa, we got to get there. This guy has video. This is an outlet to like showcase what we do. Yeah. You know, you got to see what these guys are doing. Because Shannon, my brother Hopper, had already been going to Kauai for a few years, like on his own since he was like 10. Right. Yeah. He would jump on the plane and, and uh, Phil and, and, um, and the mom would take care of him. And he'd surf with those guys in these great waves. And when not, Shannon would come back, he'd, he'd be like, oh, these irons, bro. And I'm thinking, that's not even a Hawaiian name. Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and then when I finally got to see him at Orlando Airport, when I picked him up for like the 92 U.S. champs, uh, Danielle, is Bruce and Andy's mom's name. She had called and wanted to make sure that they were going to get to the contest. And my dad drove them every day down there to Sebastian. And uh, I was like, whoa, these guys are radical looking. Little bushy blonde haired kids, yeah. little punks. And then they had a friend dating Segundo, yeah. who was a full like Filipino. So he was dark. I'm like, okay, this has Hawaiian, but I don't know about these guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it was just really, really cool. And I'm driving this like Oldsmobile Chevy Chase car and we couldn't oh, yeah. wait to get home we're coming down 44 when it's still a two-lane road was get, it the fletchmobile with like that v back on it yeah <laughs> no way yeah That's dude amazing. i'm driving i'm just getting to drive and i get pulled over by a sheriff waves are going off and we all want to go surfing you know i know but, where you got pulled over i bet remember that where the road splits and it comes back together it was right before that right before that right before that yeah right, right before that like kind of maybe right where buddy world used to be okay yeah. in that little zone but to answer your question about, you know, having the, the camera was, it just became, I guess, like uh, it was more of a hobby than it was a job and it was fun. You know, I got to be around these rad guys and get to be in these surf spots and meet a bunch of cool people and still surf a little bit and actually get paid and, yeah. and, and, and just have a, a really a fun time, you know? And, Honestly, and, was there anybody else before you doing that on the East coast? Oh, I'm sure there was still, there was like Kevin Welsh did his Kevin energy. Welsh, Kevin Welsh yeah. did his yeah, energy, energy, energy yeah. videos. Yeah. But they were in, they were like the energy videos were great, but they were still in that kind of seventies and eighties theme. Right. They weren't, it wasn't lifestyle based. Yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't like what Mike was doing. It wasn't. Yeah. Mike and, and Taylor Steele. Yeah. Change that genre. Yeah. Taylor was kind of doing his thing right when we were all doing our thing. Yeah. Right. He was 91, 92 with momentum. Yeah. Um, and I felt like y you guys took, like, Taylor did a great job of uh, showing the surfing in, like, the very average conditions, the kind of stuff we surf every day. And I think that's what part of the appeal was, is that it was relatable. And the music. Um, and the punk rock music, you know, instead of that 70s, you know, perfection in Indo, you know, you, it, that's great to watch. It's killer, but you can't relate because we're from Florida. Right. And then, uh, but you guys did that as well as show way more behind the scenes of like, here's what these guys are doing when they're not surfing. Yeah. You know, and that was the, maybe the most relatable thing in any surf video that was coming out at that time. Yeah, and when I saw when I saw that what's going wrong and, and on, I'm like, dude, that's what we do. Like, yeah. I want to yeah. be a part of that. Yeah. Well, like, and, and you know, that's what we're watching in the dorm rooms. I think I was in college at the yeah. time. You know, and you're, and all the guys are like, oh, you haven't seen this yet. And then like some of the most memorable parts are Corey and Shay surfing micro barrels on the Gulf Coast or dude, something, yeah. or, or the you know. Yeah, and, and we were really washing the window off at like one of his houses just to get the clips because it was like a hurricane yeah. outside. Oh, I bet, yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden that little point break started. And me, like coming from the East Coast, I'll never forget this. I'm like, I was almost like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, <laughs> not knowing how nostalgic it was going to be, Yeah, you right. know, looking back. But the thing about it is, is, you know, when, you know, kids don't realize when you follow your passion and something that you really love, you know, that it really transcends into something that's, you, you don't really know what it's going to bring you, yeah. you know? And I look back and I'm like, wow, man, all of these cool things that I've been able to do and the passion that I've had for them has brought me to where I'm at now. Really, there is no finish line, you know, till we're like either yeah. dust or wherever we go into the next stage of our yeah. other, other life, spiritual life or heaven or whatever it may be, you know? So I don't ever look at it like, oh, I'm, I'm, I've already gotten here. You know, you're just constantly yeah. going. You know, so many cool things have happened. Yeah. It's not really a destination-driven thing. It's more. Well, no. it is kind of. You know what I mean? It's like you're always just Evolving. doing what. Hopefully, feels. you just look around and enjoy where you are at the time that you're there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then like watching all these guys come through here and show their movies, I'm like, wow, this is great to see what the movie 
surfing has done. It's cool and because get, I'm I'm getting older and I see the 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 enthusiasm that you're talking about from the youth, youthful, more youthful filmmakers, and that we have the older ones too, obviously. But everybody's still got the same, like you said, the passion in it because nobody's getting paid. You know, it's all about doing what you doing what you love. Don't have a choice to do. Yeah. really. You know, like a good writer doesn't have a choice; they just have to write. And maybe one day they'll get it. Yeah, like yeah. the Harry Potter lady. Yeah, yeah exactly. Three hundred and sixty yeah. some tries. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, yeah. come on, you know. Right. And I never would have thought, you know, like all all of these ingredients of my life have been come to create a brand named after my nickname that Riola gave me. Yeah. You know, and yeah. now I and now I have this brand that I, you know menus put my name on oh, there. Oh, you got to you got to back up. You can't rush into this one cuz I want to Yeah, I want I want to do a little timeline check. So so <laughs> okay. we got the we got the the early teens backstory and how you met uh you know Bruce and Andy and and now you've met Riola. And so you've got, um, you've met Riola, you're, you're working for Lost. What was that time frame? How long did you um, work Oh, and that was like Lost? 90, 95 to 2000, sometime in the, the 2010, 11, 12 yeah, era. Yeah, so almost 20 years. Yeah. But it wasn't just Lost though, was it? Was oh, no, it no. I, you know, years. someone that I really pay a lot of homage to that's become really one of my best friends and and I owe a lot to him, you know, is, is Shane Beshin. Okay. He really took Hopper and I under his wing and his, his family really, really took care of us and fed us. And I did all the movies that he did. I, I helped work on those with him. Nice. All nice. of his movies, you know, and he just, for me, when I met him, he was like one of my favorite surfers and he was just this radical character. You know, you, you, you never, you don't, until you meet someone, you know, you like perceive how they are, right? Yeah. You know, you see him in the mags and you see how radical he was and just what a rebel he was. But he's actually just a really genuine, laid-back family man. And obviously, he's evolved, you know, from his earlier years of being a, a badass rebel oh, yeah. that sure. battled Slater. Yeah. Um, but he really has really, really nurtured Hopper and I through a lot of all of our stuffs after and in the Lost Era. Ooh, sorry. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah no, no, and I would say... Still the only surfer with a 30-point heat total. With three waves. Yeah, Three exactly. tens at Kira. Yes. That's right. Okay. Uh, I was going to say uh, the business side of your work at the time, say 92 to 2012, how, how did that work? Did people buy clips? Was there a price per clip? Did, I mean, Lost just pay you a salary? It was like, well, then, so as we started in like the, with the VHS and high eight style footage, yeah. that was like in between 300 and 400 a minute per use. Okay. So you'd go film all year and, you know, they'd take care of you and, you know, cut you some checks to help you out and get by and food Plane and lodging. And stuff. Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. right? And then sometimes Mike would prepay, you know, and then once the movie came out, we'd work it backwards. Yeah. You know, and then, but then there was also other little gigs on the side and one of the coolest gigs that I had on the side was uh, Pete Lopez, Corey and Shay's dad yeah. came, came to me. I think it was either 98, 99 or 2000, but Sonny Garcia was coming out with a video game. Yeah, by, yeah by, I remember that. By yeah. Sega, right? yeah. yeah. And Pete said, hey, listen, they need an intro video. And this was right at the beginning of the digital era. Okay. And so I jumped on the bandwagon when Matt came out with a laptop. I was one of the first ones on the North Shore, like my friends Hank Photo and Pete Fried and these yeah. guys. They were all film guys. Yeah. So they were coming to me and going, oh, my God, what do we do? Like, you know, it's the same settings on your camera, guys. But now you've got to figure out how to bring those digital files into your application on your computer. Yeah. Right? So when Pete came to me with that, I had... I knew how to take high eight footage, transfer it to a digital format, bring it from digital into my computer and then edit it. Hmm. And so I was able to create the intro video for Sonny's uh, video game. Wow. No and kidding. I, yeah. That's insane. I have yeah. it. It's sitting in my do, house. Do you know that game? <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I have it. Yeah, and so and we used Sprung Monkey song, which was cool. And yeah. in the early days, Sprung Monkey used to come here and hang out with Chambers and yeah. all of us. Yeah. Back in the day. And yeah. uh, so that was really neat. That was one of the cooler, like outside the box type of things. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that stuff pays contract fee or something. Oh, yeah. That like was that. a nice, that was a good picture. Yeah. That was a good, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now that's I've pretty... always been curious because, you know, as I was coming up through college, I was like, well, I'm doing this accounting thing. I'm an accountant. Really? You're an accountant, you know, Kevin? Accountant. He has mm -hmm. to mention that every episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I was like, why don't I just ditch this accounting thing and become a surf film, you know, a videographer or something like that because it's what I really love. I, I can never do that. I don't want to be in the water. I'm not patient enough. I don't know. Whatever it is that takes a talent to focus on that um, and also to shoot it well. But um, my thought was, 
how do you guys get paid? And that kind of answers it. That $300 per minute or wherever it was ended up on the VHS, you know, is uh, one way of getting paid. They also ponied up for lodging. The, the plane tickets and all the other yeah. stuff. I mean, we weren't getting rich, Kevin. No. Yeah, no. But no, we were but rich we, at heart and rich at having, having fun. Having a great time. Yeah. Having a great time. You're right in it. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and, and some of the older stuff that you did that was obviously featured in Stab's production uh, that Ashton did was heavy on on all of the Andy and the Lost Days, too, I yeah, think, Yeah, right? like that how, year and on the North Shore. Did you dig up a lot of gold? Lots, yeah. How well, when we one? did the Kiss by God piece, I spent probably... 10 months of my life locked right? back in my office wow. each day. I, I didn't pass it. a day. Just going through with the little height and digital player and just transferring stuff onto a Mac, an iMac, and then filing it and filing it and filing it and filing it and then logging it and then putting the tape aside. Unbelievable. So wow. then when they got all that stuff, you know, they had a box. And remember when he gave me my box back? Yeah. That was the same box that I had gotten back from the Kiss by God folks at Teton Gravity. Right I just transferred that box over to Ash. And I said, listen, they only used about four minutes of my footage in that feature film in the theaters. I go, you need to go through this. Yeah, it's a lot more here. Because when Ashton came to me and we met personally a few years back at that Surf Expo, he threw his idea out about what he wanted to do. And I, like, and I, I, and I was like, dude, it. that sounds like a Billabong commercial, man. I don't, I don't know <laughs> if I want to do anything with that. Yeah. You know, and it was a cool idea that the kids were riding Andy's boards, but I was like, there's so much more to the, to the story. Yeah. You know, why don't we all tell stories and, you know, celebrate his life and, you know, and I had no idea he was going to make it like basically a glorified lost video documentary with Andy and all of his, his life, which yeah. is how I felt it came. It was just, I mean, for me, that was, it's bittersweet. But that was like the pinnacle of my, of my career, being able to be a part of that, you know, oh, and, blame and share that. Share I that. mean, we, we showed all four episodes squeezed into one. Well, it had an intermission in June of 2021, um, right? 2021, yeah. I believe so, yeah. And uh, we, we had come back off a long COVID break, and I remember you were there, and uh, what, what a night that, that was. That was great. It was yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah, it was really, see, really, really, really. Put, I mean, it was the movie, in my opinion, that should have been made about Andy. I liked Kiss by God, okay, uh, but I really liked Ashton's version a lot better. Yeah, it was a lot more personal. Yeah, and, yeah. and rightfully so. You were his wasn't friend, so sad either. You know, you know no. Like Kiss so. by God was a very educational piece that I felt was very touching and very sad. Yeah, um, and it had some really emotional parts. You know, with yeah, Lindy definitely. having Axel, yeah, almost being born, and you know, and then it was just nice to to, to showcase this other side. Yeah, of the, the all the fun of that. You know, and <laughs> right. So that was that was that was good. The ball got me. That was pretty cool. So now, when you're you're uh, you're in this uh, twenty year time span, and like you were saying, the di- the the digital age, and you, when you're doing this the Sonny Garcia thing, and you're talking about transferring high eight to digital to editing software to all that, that's all pretty technical stuff. At any point in there, did you go get some like formal education, or did you just figure it out yourself? Figured it out oh, myself. I love it. I love it. Yeah, just, the best just, ones always are. There was no Google. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just was like, let me just get in, and it was cool because I was hanging out with Markham a lot on the North Shore and Laurent, who actually just won an Emmy for yeah. the Hundred Foot Wave. Yep. You know, my brother and Alex Cox and and all the guys, and so I it was like I would shoot for like four or five days, and then I would make these little edits that were just so fun to make. There was we were not posting them on Instagram. There was no Instagram. Yeah. There was no YouTube. It was just personalized. Like, hey, come over. Let's all have a beer and watch this little video from the last week. On yeah. a little screen like yours right there, Kevin. Wow. It's so satisfying. It's really, it really, <laughs> it really was, dude. It's fun. I like that. It was like, really, it's like really... making a little movie every week. Yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah, it was super, super fun. That's awesome. And Being, so then, uh, having a creative outlet. Go ahead, John. What were you gonna say? No, I was just gonna say what what. Uh, so then, like that 2012 era. Did you kind of did you transition out of well, cinematography? Or? I was. I got married in 2006 or three. Had my son in 2006. Um, in 2003, though, I started to shoot weddings. Yeah. And it was really, really fun for a long, long time. Uh, and it was good money. Yeah. And I really just was, I really just wanted to be at home. I wanted to, you know, be a family man and be yeah. with the kids. And uh, and still, I did some traveling, Costa Rica and Bahamas and just different things. Uh, but I, I wanted to just find something that just kept me settled. 
you know and yeah. so then as that as that all evolved the digital world really started to evolve we're talking now doing marketing like i've done a lot of marketing here for you guys at aca yep uh, a lot of restaurants images of festival yeah, of the images arts. lawyers yeah. uh my own marketing for my brand uh, and 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 shooting videos for weddings, and so it just it just became a new era for me, you know. Yeah, yeah. It became a new era for well, me. Well, wife and family will do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When so, was the first time you ever had a poke bowl? Poke poke bowl in Kauai. Okay. In, in uh, I think the early early nineties. Oh yeah, way I before guess, yeah. Andy had turned us on to it. Okay. And, and we didn't know anything about it. But earlier I had gone to Honolulu with my parents and had a poo-poo platter. So okay. I had yeah. like oh, yeah. I had like some seared tuna or whatever, a tuna tataki. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. You know, but I had no intentions of doing this pokey thing really until like I realized, God, you know, like this nickname Tupat could maybe do something in the, this nickname Tupat in the food world could potentially do something. Like, let me tell this story to these food people who know nothing about surfing, but some of them may, you know. You yeah. telling a story? Oh what? my God. <laughs> yeah. No, so, the, yeah. you're a natural born. So I, yeah. I just, it all harmonized nicely because a childhood friend of mine who went to college at uh, UT played college ball with Peyton Manning. Wow. Yeah, Trey Peterson came to me and said, hey, you watch Shark Tank? And I said, eh, not really. He goes, man, I saw this Shark Tank last night with this girl, Lakey Peterson. You heard of her? I go, yeah. yeah. I go, what was it about? He goes, well, she had a balance board. He goes, I got some money. I want to buy a beachfront property and make a like a an exercise facility with glass windows. And I said, dude, I'll throw a rock through that glass window. I'm not, <laughs> you're not going to lock me inside and do an exercise facility. So instantly, in my mind, I was like, whoa, this is the guy. I could work with this guy. He's a, he, His mom and dad are like my second parents. Okay. I go, let me, let me trick this guy. So I had him stop by the store because I didn't have the ingredients. Buy, I said, I need some stuff for dinner. Can you stop by the store for me? Started whipping him up a poke bowl, homemade. Didn't even have the product. No, nothing. It wasn't even in existence. He takes a bite. He goes, oh, man. He goes, this is like wishbone. I go, wishbone in Costa Rica? He goes, yeah, you been there? I go, dude, Caliche's my buddy. I go, you been there? I'm like, this guy's a football player, you know? Go, yeah. How you been there? Yeah. He goes, oh, I take my customers down there. He sells underground utilities. Right on. Yeah. And he had had a Pokeball there. And he just was like, dude, this tape. He goes, so what's this about? I go, this is what we need to do. We need to do a two pats Hawaiian pokey sauce. Yeah. And he goes, let me think about it. Okay. I said, okay. So I wore him out for like two weeks. Finally got him to write a check for 10 grand. And we went over to IPAC in Winter Springs, where uh, Paul Admissions is the owner. And uh, I got connected with him through uh, Brian Wheeler, who's the founder of Tijuana Flats. Okay. I shot Brian's bar mitzvahs for his kid. <laughs> and I said, Brian, how do you have 20 sauces on a bar? Like, who, how do you do that? Right. He goes, oh, this guy over in Winter Springs will make you any sauce you want. Right. So I met with this guy, and the rest is history. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. My late father-in-law drew the original logo that's on the side there, that little homage to him. Yeah. And uh, that was the original logo. And then we just kept evolving and evolving and evolving. And I was boots on the ground, dude. I went to every food show I could. I knew, uh, like, when I went into Lombardi Seafood in Winter Park and I saw it there, I, I, and, and that's not far from New Smyrna Beach. Uh, you sell in much farther locations than here now, yeah. obviously. But uh, the the impression I got was this is two Pat pounding the pavement right here. Oh, that without a doubt. And without this yeah. is exactly, you don't Goose turned me on to him. Really? Okay. Yeah. Mike you know, yeah. You know, Goose? I don't think I do. Uh, yeah. Goose is, uh, he lives over there. He's friends okay. with Mike. I think they went to college together too. Oh, right on. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And anyway, I was thinking for the record, uh, it is the only poke sauce I've ever bought in, bought in my life and, uh, will ever buy. Oh, thank you. But I see now you've got a couple other versions yeah, than we the had, original, right? What's going on there? We got a Luau barbecue poke, which is kind of like my version of a, of a Southern style barbecue mixed with the pokey flavor. Okay. Which is very interesting. Absolutely. And then the other one is an Aloha pineapple barbecue, mm. which is it's really, it's probably my favorite of the three flavors. Okay. And it's like a really, really Polynesian, Hawaiian, tropical twist. Ribeye. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever. I know what we're having for dinner. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. That's so true. Dude. Yeah, so it's you know. And I want to give it twenty four hours to marinate though. Yeah. I'm super grateful for all the support that all of the restaurants and you know the e commerce people and locals that have given me. You know, it's just it's it's rewarding to know like all of those 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 bottles right there. That's 
that's 25 years of what I've done. Unbelievable. That's how I look at that. Yeah. That's, that's how really I, cool. Yeah, that's to how To come I up with that. something on, on your own in your own kitchen and, uh, and pound the pavement. And pound the pavement. Out, and is it, A lot is of it, respect. Is the brand yours or is it you I'm and the Trey founder. together? I'm the founder, co-founder with Trey. And then okay. we brought, recently we brought in... Uh, Matt and Jamie Peterson, which is his two younger brothers, uh, the law, the law group of the law Peterson law group. Yeah. Okay. Um, they've really helped out immensely as well. Very smart young kids. Nice. Uh, Jamie is the older of Matt and Jamie. Jamie's kind of like our CFO CEO. Okay. okay. Uh, he's the big bear. Um, all, everybody has great strategies and great ideas. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm always been a person that's open to ideas. You know, it's my ego always stays in my pocket. Yeah, and I just love to hear what everybody has to say, and some things will take them, and some things will pass them aside. You know, and it just seems yeah. to work really well. It harmonizes well with our, our little group we've got. That's great, man. A good cash flow right now, and then at some point an exit, which would be probably somebody just buys the whole slew of it. Yeah, and yeah, okay, yeah. But the, on the exit, I would like to stay as stay a team. on board. I stay some, on board. Yeah, to be an advisor Face of the brand. Yeah, I mean it's your name. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that'd <laughs> yeah. be great. Yeah. Yeah. And what, so what's your, uh, what's your distribution scope right now? We have, uh, Cheney brothers, us food, Cisco, nice. Gordon food service. Oh my God. Wow. Um, I think performance food group, our brokers are horizon food group out of, uh, winter Springs and then our e-commerce. We just spent the last 10 months rebuilding a whole new website from a guy in New York. Nice. Uh, Frank, really good guy. And he's really working on the back end of all the SEO stuff. That's great. Which is really important. Yeah. And, um, I mean, just uh, our marketing basically is we spent five grand last month on hats and anetic tops. Anetic helps us brand our tops. Oh, sweet. This one's not yeah. branded, but I just give it away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, marketing. if we spend five to 10 grand a year in marketing, I mean, that's really nothing. Yeah. Uh, and we don't really need to spend a lot of money because the, the product really speaks for I itself. I know, exactly. And, and if I see a hat that says two pats on it, I'm hungry immediately. Yeah. 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 And it's not, you know, the restaurant side of things too, guys, has been a blessing because that's been a huge marketing piece as well. A lot of people go into these restaurants, they see it on the menu and then they eat it and then they go, well, how can we take, how can then, we're going to go back to Nebraska to tomorrow. Pu- or they go to Publix and go, Hey, well, is, we're not, we were in Publix for the seasonings, not the okay. sauces. Oh, that's right. okay. Not yet. We're working on that. Horizon's right. working on that. Nice. But, uh, but, uh, you know, a family will come down here and they'll eat at a place like Long Doggers down in Cocoa, Melbourne. Yeah. And they'll, they'll, they'll call or they'll email and say, Hey, we were at this restaurant last week on vacation. How can we get it? Right. And then they go online and they buy it. Easy. Nice. And then, yeah. So, but there's a lot of challenges to this kind of a business. I mean, the, the back end oh, stuff sure. is, I can only imagine. Yeah. It's difficult, you know, logistics, shipping. Yeah. Our co-packer, IPAC in Winter Springs, they help out a lot. Okay. Um, you know, like if you send me a PO and I forward the PO onto those guys and let's just say it's 150 cases, they pack it, yep. they get the shipping cost for you, they send it to you. All we do is just transfer an email and a PO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. the good part. That's yeah. That's where you that's just take your gravy and yep. Right. But now with a hurricane the last three weeks, yeah, that's kind of held things back. Mm-hmm. Our, our operation was shut down for two weeks because they had to fix up their facility of course yeah, yeah that, but, uh, so that's your prime uh manufacturing and only only right now okay that's our only manufacturer right now fair enough when you're hiring for a small business you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role and there's no faster or effective way than through linkedin jobs your time and capital are precious, and there is a powerful resource that can help you focus on what you're good at and integrate people into your team seamlessly to help grow your business. LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to find the right professionals for your team efficiently and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. Everyone is already on LinkedIn with their resumes and references, and now LinkedIn has designed a hiring platform to connect you with candidates specifically qualified for the job that you post about. More than a billion professionals meticulously organized to connect people by skill set to help us all advance our position. 2.5 million businesses already use LinkedIn for hiring, and 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. It's that fast, easy to use, and effective. LinkedIn Jobs can help you write job descriptions, filter the right person to you, and give you the tools to help you interview them like a pro. LinkedInJobs.com slash surf is where you go to post your job for free. Yes, 
totally free. That's linkedinjobs.com slash surf to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Well, I mean, you've been through the the ringer with the surf brands and everything, but one uh, eyeglass dragon uh, that you've kept, you know, uh, you're still an ambassador of dragon sunglasses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They are also a sponsor of our festival. I just talked to Andrew today, by the way. Thanks for helping me out there again. But um, yeah, you've working with dragon for a while. Yeah. Those guys are really good. They they care. Uh, I'm just not another number. Uh, and I'm passionate about my fishing and they came out with a fishing line, uh, last year or the year before. Okay. And, um, we've just slowly been kind of building that base of the different styles that they have. Yeah. Smart um, on their part. I started right. with Liam. Yeah. And then now Andrew's on board. Andrew's really big in snowboard. Um, but okay. he also gets the, the push of the evolving of the styles. Um, you know, and the product really works. I'm not going to mention um, the other company that's been around forever, but a lot of their glasses fall apart. Yeah. Where these glasses, they've really put the time in because when you're on that salt brackish water, they fall apart. Yeah. Glasses fall apart. Yeah. And these have endured the test of time. I mean, I still have a few pairs that I've gotten two years ago that I just religiously keep wearing, but it's fun working for those guys. Good. Yeah. yeah you're on the water a lot. You're still doing this stand up paddle too. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, my, are you guiding at all? I, I would do some private guides yeah, just for friends and family. Okay. Like if there were some friends coming in town or family or grandpas and kids and they wanted to go out and I knew the people, I would take them out. Right nothing, on. nothing professionally or, you know, it was a, not a business. You got um, too many things going too on. Too many yeah. things going on. But I do have my two patch fishing adventures on YouTube, which has been fun. <laughs> nice. That's nice. really, cool. really fun. So we yeah. film, you know, some shows and I think we're almost up to our 11th show. Nice. That's cool. In the last year. Nice. And that's been, that's been really, really fun. And nice. I spend a lot of time with my kids. You know, how, my, how old are your kids now? Uh, my daughter will be six on the 30th. And my son is 16, and uh, they're, they're fun. They, we're, we're down in Bethune, and we're either fishing or surfing. Yeah. You know, we're going, she likes to golf. Good. Nice. Okay. And, nice. uh, my son's getting into a video, and he's been in culinary now for five years. Awesome. So he's a little culinary expert. And, awesome. Yeah, it's cool. It's nice, too, you know, with my daughter being born so early. I, that's always a great reminder of, like, how lucky we are to, to, to have each day. Yeah. yeah. She really keeps me in check without even having to talk. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I just you looked at her and I'm like, oh, lot whoa, man, you were 12 inches. Really. Yeah. Right. You know, so wow. that's a really, that's a blessing. Classic. It's really a blessing to, to have that uh, challenge before. And now just have her to remind me like, hey, everything's okay. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. So Absolutely. that's awesome. So, well, that, that kind of brings us up to present. So now we're going to, we're going to ask you to dive back into the past a little bit. And as you know, the name of the podcast is Surf Stories and so we, uh, we always like to kind of tap into our guests' uh, memory of, uh, you know, some, some, a few stories that have happened to them that really stick out in their mind. And so, you know, do you have a story for us or? Yeah, I got a, I got a cool Gorkin story of how he got on Lost. Oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. great. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Johnny Perkins, local guy yeah, that I, I turned John. on, yeah. turned, turned him on to those guys over there at Lost. Um, he was filming one day at the inlet and Gorkin had did like three or four little chop hops on one wave. And somehow that clip, you know, through our connection with Mike got back to Mike. Yeah. And there might be like three people out there who don't, don't know who quote Gorkin is, but it's Aaron Cormican. Yeah. Aaron Cormican. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's a renowned Uh, inventor of the Gorkin flip. Yeah. Just free surfer extraordinaire. Just radicalist. You can count on one hand, the number of heirs that are named by, for a person. Yeah. Yeah. He's one, he's one of them. And uh, at one time I remember, I can't remember if it was surfer or surfing, but they, they did an article about Aaron and they dubbed him the best small wave surfer under six foot in the world. Without a doubt. And yeah, it was, it was, like nobody challenged it. Yeah. You know, nowadays you put something like that on Instagram. People are like, Oh, that's bullshit. This guy is better. You know, at the time, nobody down. said boo. It was like, yo, yeah. he is. You yeah. Know? I mean, he could honestly, if he would have wrote, if he would have had a little more ambition to surf a little bit bigger waves, I felt like he could have been a top five surfer in the world. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. I yeah. think it's easier to get better as the size goes up than it is to get better as you're, 
wave size goes down. Right. And he's one of those guys that I agree with you should have and could have handled the big stuff, no problem. I mean, I we surfed six foot back door out there in Hawaii. Yeah. I mean, he did, yeah. he did, and he, but it just, it was just something that just never got him really excited. Yeah. And you can't push that. I look back because I pushed the shit out of him. There was a couple times I just wanted to beat his ass, but I did. <laughs> We're in Hawaii. And off the wall, six foot, and what are we doing? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But I love him. He's like a brother. Yeah. But back to the story, I got a phone call in, in the basement of my parents' house one day, and I can't remember who it was, but I think it was Hopper and Chambers, and I and Gorkin. Gorkin sitting on the couch, and it was Riola. He goes, hey, man, who's that kid that did all those chop hops? Because I've never <laughs> seen anything like that. You know, because Madison and Cremo and, like, I think Ratboy had done that very first Air 360 backside. Yeah. That was on the cover of Surfing or Surfer. Yeah. Right? But no one had really seen someone do three or four chop hops on one wave. And I said, oh, he's sitting right here. It's, it's Aaron Cormican. His name wasn't Gorkin yet. Yeah, yeah. And he got him on the phone. And he said, hey, I'm going to get you some boards and you know, get you some clothes and <laughs> we'll see where it goes. And, I mean, the rest is kind of history. Oh, on what that's we, epic. You know, I cut Duffy and Mike Duffy and I cleaned out my garage the other day. And I was pulling out all my, like, all the saved editorials and ads. And oh, this, yeah. one of the first things I opened was this radical Gorkin poster from a trip that Collins, Casey Collins and I and him took to Puerto Rico and Ryan Dival was our boss at the time. Yeah. And it was a backside snap, and he was wearing Rasta shorts, and it was a Rasta-influenced backside snap blowtail from the inlet. And on the other side was like a strip, these strips of all these pictures from our Puerto Rico trip. Yeah. And I just, I had a moment, man. I was like, wow, dude. Like, those those are the freaking, those were the times, you know. Yeah. But we're still creating those times now. So we'll look back on these times another Absolutely. 10, 15 years down the road. Yeah. But that was a really, really cool story. And, um, you know, meeting Mike on the North Shore that year was really, really cool. That was neat. And, yeah. you know, introducing him to Bruce and Andy um, and going to Kauai was another really cool thing. My friend Jesse Bordeaux, who was a childhood surfer buddy of mine, he went to the Coast Guard. That's how we were able to get out there for my trip out there. To Kauai? To Kauai. My oh, brother had okay. already been going out there, but yeah. I, that was my first time there. Oh. You know, and surfing with Bruce at Secrets Beach and, you know, tracking down this like mountain and there's like Nike. He's like, he's like, Bruce is like, Bruce is just a little punk then. I mean, yeah. he's always been a punk, but he was a mini grand punk. He's like, yeah, you're going to see a bunch of naked people down here. These fucking people. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, sure as shit. I've never seen anything like that. All these hippies walking around, but the waves were going off. This is Kauai. This is Kauai. Where, where secrets, Kauai is secrets? Secrets Beach. Is it up it's, near the North? It's yeah. It's a secret. Yeah. Well, it's Evan. a secret. But well, when you, when you look out, you've been there. Yeah, like when I'm you look sure out and see that lighthouse up on that cliff from the bay from no this is on the other like more on the other side of the bay like Waikoko's past yeah Waikoko's. and you look over to the right if you're on the beach and up yeah. on this cliff is this like lighthouse thing yeah yeah there's a way to walk down there right it's like muddy and shit. yeah you been there I surfed that spot yeah I didn't see any naked people maybe they cleared them out <laughs> they might have cleared them out fair enough but yeah. that, and then, you know, that other year, that 96 year, what they showcased in the Radicals movie. Yeah. Okay. That was, that was just really, really radical, man. Like we, there was a lot of radical shit that happened. I remember the late Eric Diaz, he punched one of Derek's buddies at, at Rocky Point one afternoon and Derek came down to our house that next day, dude. And we were all like shell shocked. We're like, well, that's Derek Ho. And he looked at all of us and he said, you fuckers. You ever fucking fuck around, I'll fucking kick all you out of here. You know, like, mm. that was pretty heavy. And yeah. uh, just watching Andy, really, watching Andy and Corey that year filming them, you know, I didn't realize really how radical it was because I remember one day I'm sitting there eating some ramen and they're like, what are you doing? And then Hopper's down there filming for me. Yeah. Finally, Hopper's like, dude, I need to go surfing. Yeah. You better get down here. Yeah. Right? You know? And I mean, but what we got was obviously enough to showcase that what we did that that ymas session nice at the bay where he pulls guys, in at the shore break no when they rode their fishes oh when they rode their fishes when yeah. they rode their fishes okay. yeah. yeah i mean i remember i remember that day thinking okay one angle's not enough we got a call we called bill ballard yeah and i think we someone else was down there as well but those guys i mean i remember just all the tourists going what are these guys doing no one rode fishes at the shore break at ymas yeah you know um and then you know just looking back on all the years here at the inlet yeah. You know, with all the hardcores that we grew up with. Yeah. Those guys and, and just the, 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 there was such a radical push 
of and you guys were there you know yeah. those guys those guys those older guys they didn't take no shit nowadays cell phones and That's, our lifeguards yeah. have uh, vet, bulletproof vests on and strapped with guns and like back then you got your fins broke out and told to go home yeah or punched out yeah and no one said a word you know and it was just interesting to be a part of that then yeah. then get out to hawaii before it changed there because the wolf pack dominated there for 10 years yeah and being a part of that scene and being good with those guys you know i played a lot of golf with kai Borg, kai garcia yeah and he never could beat me Oh, and he, nice. this big giant guy sitting next to me and I remember one time at Kahuku I just beat his ass on the front nine he goes oh we gotta go again you know I'm thinking this guy's gonna beat my ass dude cause he can't beat me in golf so I finally gave him some lessons and when I was going through all that footage I found that footage oh, nice. when I'm giving him lessons you know I'm giving this yeah. giant monster oh, yeah. golf lessons dude but just being able to be, I feel really honored that I was able to be a part of those guys and their story yeah. You know, and, and feel welcomed with those guys. And, um, absolutely. How many so, winters did you spend on the North Shore? Uh, over 20 years. I would think so. Yeah. Close Where'd to 25 years. Oh, I, dude, I slept on the floor a lot of times. They used to call me Pig Belly. Really? In my pig <laughs> pen. Yeah. Cause I would make a little corner spot at yeah. my one place in Waimea with my buddies that were like transplants that moved out there. And I became friends with them. And, um, yeah, I'd have my little pig pen over in the corner. <laughs> I just put all my shit in the corner, dude. Never make it. Just a little cot. Never make my bed. Just it was neat, but it was in the corner. Yeah, you dude. Know? And then I upgraded and got to meet Beshin, and I'd go stay with him. Oh, sweet. Okay. Yeah. yeah so I was we, gonna say the early. We days. elevated. The early days yeah. were tough. Yeah. You know, but did we, Lost have a house at one point? It was that Logs house was kind of like the Lost okay. house that year. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and then Corey and Shay would get a place. For a few years, and then Shay would get his own place when he got married, and Corey'd have his place. Um, but we were always welcome, you know, yeah. and hung out there. And the Volcom house was a radical house. Oh, I bet you got he some did, stories. Yeah, man. yeah, that was uh, a really cool Michael Ho Sonny Garcia story. Was one year, um, Sonny was still married to the Reina. Reina was her name, mm-hmm. and uh, Michael was just rampaging. He was radical, dude, just radical Michael Ho. And they had a Vulcan party the night before. I didn't go. And I was, it was early morning at Beshin's upstairs in his house. And I'm sleeping over in the corner. And Mike comes up and he kicks me. He's like, Tupa, get up. And I'm like, I look up out. I'm like, what, dude? I'm still sleeping. He goes, he goes, you need to go down to the Vulcan house and tell Sonny I don't play with squirt guns. I go, what, dude? <laughs> I go, what, dude? He goes, yeah, the guy, he goes, I'm trying to dance with this lady last night. He got all mad at me. I'm like, Mike. And then Shane comes out. He's like, Mike, dude, come on, man. We're still sleeping. You know, yeah. just shit like that, dude. Just all <laughs> kinds of wild, crazy, funny, 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 funny stories. <laughs> That's great. Um, but they go on and on and on. You know, Wardo, a lot of Wardo stories. He was a radical character out there on the North Shore. Always, always getting into something. Yeah. Oh, always yeah. getting into something. Um, it just you know, really, the whole time was just one big freaking story. I bet. Yeah, I know. Christian Amke was just telling me the other day he flew out to California, met Wardo at the airport, jumped on a plane, flew down to Selena. Well, I think it was Watuco actually, and they they, they filmed at Barra for a new line of fish uh, surfboards that are coming out from Lost. By the way, I think uh, new movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. maybe maybe some clips. Yeah, I don't know if it's a full movie i think it might be i'm not sure but anyway christian was stoked because he had never met chris yeah chris ward and uh what a i mean what a time to be on the north shore i check i saw a story from their little trip and yeah. i texted warno i said dude that's my boy you better take care of him <laughs> yeah but little did warno know probably because christian's pretty radical he oh, can yeah. hold he can hold he his can own, hold his own. Yeah, yeah yeah he's a radical dude yeah he is. you know yeah. But I thought, wow, this is full circle. Because I've mentored Christian quite a bit over the years. Nice. Yeah. Since he's been a, you know, a, a little grom. And he's the hardest working the... photographer that I know out there right now. Yeah, he's and, a, and he, videographer. he busts his balls. Yeah, yeah, he works for us at the festival. And he shoots does, the turn, photos. Turns yeah. out fantastic work. Very yeah. professional. Yeah, yeah, he's good. He does I like a great him a job. lot. He cares. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And one of the things I think that's cool is that like all of this this time period that we're talking about, I mean, we're talking about a chunk of a lifetime of our lifetime. I mean, we're all, you know, we're me and Kevin are 50. We are consumers of your work or were, and you know what I mean? Still are. Yeah. But what, one of the things I think is so cool is that, um, most of the people that are in your body of work 
they're all still surfing. They're all still surfing at a high level, and a lot of them, well, see, at the inlet. I, you know, I can go to the inlet and see Collins and Shay and Corey and Aaron when he's back in town. I think he's spending a lot of time in Nicaragua now. But and Ch- I saw Chambers the other day. Ripping. Blowing the tail Did off Did you see one. that? Max I saw, saw that? that? Yeah. Ripping. Mag shot. They're like, all, re- like, dude, they're all relevant. Yeah. They're all relevant still. And I think that's one of the things that's cool. Like, I think a lot of the other brands, and I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to denigrate any of the other surf brands, but some of the surf brands that took a more corporate approach and a more mainstream approach a lot of the guys that they were featuring in that time frame you don't even hear about them anymore no you don't and the guys that were doing it for the love of doing it they're they're all still doing it for the love of doing it and that's i think that's awesome it's awesome to see guys like kelly and and shane i mean those guys are their form is at the top level yeah still just ripping yeah and like you said chambers you know he took a hiatus dude he didn't surf that much for the last two years yeah um and to go out and just like blow tail like that man. Like yeah that's, get, get a cover shot that's a cover shot that's a cover shot yeah if there was any cover someone said that someone actually said that yeah. they said dude if magazine still existed that was me was that you yeah was oh that cover. was you <laughs> yeah yeah that was a damn cover shot yeah man. yeah i think it was the third shot on the sequence dude yeah i told him i, I just pulled the lens over just in time yeah made sure it focused in yeah i was like dude you got a gnarly photo dude <laughs> That thing awesome. got a lot of traction. Yeah. Beshin even chimed in on it. He liked it. Nice. I, I took nice. David Chambers from, uh, I think it was Charlie's, down to the inlet when he was 10 years old. Yeah. I was in there getting a, a bar wax or something. And yeah. uh, he's like, hey, man, I got to get a ride to the inlet. Yeah. Classic. Little yeah. freckled so, kid. Yeah. For so sure. killer. That's awesome, man. And I know you have said before that, you know, it's, not that it's unfortunate, but Sebastian Inlet got a lot of the credit for being kind of the epicenter of East Coast surfing and Florida surfing. And, and it was for a short period of time, but I would venture to say that for the recent past and even into the well-recent past, it's been New Smyrna. Yeah. And what I like, too, is that we host all these contests. Yeah. We used to never host these contests. Yeah. You had to go down to Sebastian yeah. where they have the nationals and, you know, another company that I really like working for is rip curl with their Grom search. I think that's one of the best contests that they do for the amateur ranks. Yeah. Um, and this is the first trip that they've done a two, two day event. Yep. Nice. And a lot of those surfers that come out of that event they, you know, Caroline Marks. Yeah. Uh, a lot of those kids, Mason Ho, look at all these kids, man. They become really, really awesome surfers. And that's another great thing and and you know to say what you're saying though, I, I think new smyrna now is on the east coast it's the epicenter of surfing it is you know what good... you, and what you when what you guys are doing is just kind of like the icing on the cake they're able to come here and host their films and the hype i mean how was that hype for that movie that Kolohe spent his own money on yeah reckless, yeah, reckless isolation. isolation that's one of the most that's some of the best surfing i think i've ever seen on film yeah beautiful hands down yeah well the group of people yeah, no, no, and they no. also scored three of the best days I've ever seen at yeah. New Smyrna Inlet yeah. in a row. Yeah, Gr- Griffin rode the the best wave I've ever seen ridden at New Smyrna. That right? That right. It yeah. looked like J-Bay. Yeah. And it, that's the best surfing I've ever seen on any wave ever in my life here. Straight up. Yeah. He ripped the bag out of that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. This a good segue, the Rip Girl Grom search into, and Mason into the... Uh, last time I saw you on video was three, maybe a week ago, John and I were watching a new movie submission that we're actually showing in November called Through the Doggy Door by Joe Alani. And you were in one of the, the scenes, as you know. Have you seen that yet? I haven't seen it, but okay. I heard about it. They were telling me about it. I remember, though, that day we were at Mason's house. Yeah. And you were shooting Sheldon Pajan, right? Yeah, and I remember, I don't, I don't, I don't honestly, I don't even, can't remember that there was someone filming me talking about that, but Isn't I remember seeing him surfing, going, dude, I think I said, that kid needs to be sponsored or yeah. something. Let's sponsor that kid. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. You know, and I, but I, re, I remember that. I can remember that 20-some years ago, or yeah. whatever, 15 years ago. Yeah. It's a cool you know? shot. And, yeah, and it made it into the movie, which we are so happy to be showing, and we're trying to get Joe Alani here, so that's looking good. Hopefully Sheldon would come. We're trying to get Mason and Sheldon here too. I do. That would be great. I think, you know, with Sheldon, not only are you, is it a surf related thing, but what's great about that is for kids that are shy, don't have opportunity, insecure, come from a shit family to hear somebody like that and look at a big screen of this kid that made it 
and has a sponsor, you know, and, and Mason really took him under his wing as well, yeah. you know, to show the friendship there and the belief, like that is inspiring for other people to see. It's not a surf movie. It's a story about humanity. Totally. It, you know, it happens to be based around surfing, but it, it's a really touching story. Yeah. Yeah. We're excited to show it. They showed me that we, uh, I think I went with Wardo and a couple of Brazilian kids to the West side one day. And they were like, yeah, look at this. This is where Sheldon grew up. And I'm thinking, how does how does the city or the county or whatever the sanction is out there let all these tents just yeah. live there, you know? I mean, it's a good thing they're not homeless. They are homeless, but they have shelter. Yeah. Right? Sort of. But yeah. it's pretty radical. And, you know, the West Side's known for the heavy hitters. Yeah. That's no, there's no bullshit over there. Like, yeah. those are the boys. Those are the heavy dudes. That's where Sonny and Johnny Boy came from, I think. Yeah, yeah. I shot Wardo. I was shooting Wardo, actually, at third dips. Um, and it was I was being very indiscreet about it. What a privilege. It. Well, it, I, we were, it was, no one gave us the green light. Oh. <laughs> there was no green light, okay? And Wardo was crazy enough to, this is a great story, Wardo was crazy enough to let the little Brazilian kids, who were just little Brazilian kids, filming out of the back of his truck, right? Oh, nice. All right, and um, I think, and Geiselman might have been with us, Eric. Yeah, I think it was Garrick too. And um, I'll never forget, there was like an army guy and his girlfriend on the beach. And we're looking for shells. And I'm just, you know, in, I had a 72. And I'm just, and I put the camera under my shirt. All of a sudden, <laughs> I hear these bratas pull up behind me. Now there's a bush blocking me. Yeah. But the Brazilians are in the back of Wardo's rented truck. And these bratas are like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? Hey. What the fuck, you little fuckers? What are you filming? You know, you don't film here. And I was like, I dude, I took my shirt off, I wrapped my camera up, and I threw it in the bush, and I yeah. acted like a total tourist. I started looking for shells. I just started looking for shells until they drove off. Oh, You're like nice. the Brazilian I, kids can handle themselves. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even want to know them. I didn't know them. I don't know them. Swear to God. Yeah, because they will beat your ass and take your camera, and I couldn't afford to lose my camera. Yeah. So oh, I just wrapped it in my shirt, threw it in the bush, and acted like a a tourist yeah. and they left and then but I scored a, I scored a really epic bottom turn shot of Sonny that day and a beautiful shot of Wardo riding a Reno Abalera board oh wow, oh, wow. yeah Reno had made him a board that's cool and uh so that was that's another action that's a great we segued story, into that that's story great. right there I know great. well if we stay here long enough we're gonna get them all so yeah. well, I don't know get your coffee ready <laughs> I don't know how long we've been chatting now for I don't know an hour or so but who cares yeah exactly well what else you got anything else going on in your life um well, my brother's, he's married. He's got two kids yeah, in Mexico. Yeah, Hopper. Hopper yeah. yeah. Him and Morcom put together a house down there in Mexico, and he does step-offs. So he's got a couple nice clientels that come down there and uh, younger kids and then also some wealthy surfers that come down. And he's got two jet skis, and he just, you know, he'll, he'll step guys off into the wave of their life. Yeah. Um, Should we uh, keep it? Shut which which spot we're talking about, or it's gonna... mainland Mexico, somewhere down there. Like yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, somewhere down in mainland Mexico. Most yeah. people, most people know where it's at, you yeah, know. But just... but it's still good. It's still not, good. Yeah. We don't have to. Yeah. We don't have to name yeah. names. Exactly. Yeah, the right people know. Yeah, and actually, uh, Ballerum was just here, and I know he spent some time down there. Yeah, he hangs with Hop. Yeah. Did you guys do a podcast with him? Um, no, we did. Yes, we did. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Before one with that, him and okay. this was like months ago. Yeah, we yeah. did one via Zoom. Yeah, he's a Hopper claims he's one of the most radical East Coast surfers he's he, ever seen. Yeah. He's got the second most downloads of our podcast, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, we He's just, a big fan of Two Pats. We just showed his uh, documentary. I missed that. And, I wanted to come oh, to that. Oh, you got to watch it. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah you have it, really it online? Is. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, you shoot me a note. I'll get you a link. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But other than that, guys, just, you know, grinding out the brand. I exercise over at Pure Fit with Nick. Try nice. to keep in shape. Nice. I had a health scare a couple of years ago, so that put set me back a little bit. And, um... You know, just just day by day, yeah. breath by breath. Swinging the sticks at all? I play a little golf. Yes, nice. I do. All right. Yeah, playing some golf. You guys love to play. Yeah, I'm hooked we'll, up with we'll you have, guys. We'll we got to get a game at interlocking. Yeah. yeah. And um, raising the kids. That's, I, I really enjoy that. Nice. You know, you guys are parents as well. Not me, but no? Kevin is. Kevin is. It's fun. Yeah, right. It keeps you young, man. Well, I I know I I went I went back in. Uh, I had the uh, you know the light at the end of the tunnel to uh, empty nester and I met my wife my current wife and we ended up having two more kids and uh, you know I feel like it was the right time of my life to have yeah. kids yeah I mean we don't look 50 nah 
I'm trying you know? to keep it. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it. Still young. surfing. I'm still you got to stay in good shape if you're going to keep the, up with the, your kids. The, um, let's see, that swell that we just had not before the hurricane, it was like a 10-day stretch. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. was a day that was like oil, oil, glass, and uh, Eric had given me this fun board that he got from his soft tech sponsor, I think. Yeah. And I called Chambers, and I go, dude, it, well, there's a sandbar down in Bethune. It's gone now. Mm. But it was a point break. Mm, no really? one knew about it. Yeah, it was a old school '80s sort of Bethune doing its thing. Not at the wall. Okay. Bluefish, sandpiper to bluefish. Wow. And what happened was, is the slough went away, uh, and it built this sandbar. So when you'd see a small day, and you'd be standing on my boardwalk, and you look to the sandpiper, the condo there. Yeah. Every wave would break all the way through. Oh really? Okay. So <laughs> when we finally got the swell, dude, it was like it. It, it was like Fiji. Yeah. It was literally like Fiji, like six to eight foot faces. Uh, but the day Chambers and I surfed was probably like four to six, maybe a little bit bigger, but oil slick glass, like that Indo stuff you guys surf. Yeah. And I surfed that for like three hours and I caught probably like eight to 10, you know, 300 long, long rides. Wow, then wow. on that Sunday, I got that chamber sequence. Yeah. He and I went to New Mexico. I got completely <laughs> ill of covid oh okay the second time okay tuesdays was the day tuesday was the main day yeah i had to drag myself out of bed i'm like dude i got cam richards Niels, noah collins chambers um who else somebody else was out i go i can't go with these guys surfing in front of my house without getting some photos of this yeah yeah so i drug my stuff across the street and shot for about an hour and a half sweating dizzy <laughs> Scored some photos, right? You know, but I still, I mean, I still love surfing. I didn't surf as much this summer as I would have wanted to, Fair enough. but I was, yeah. I was, I mean, I still shoot, you know, I work with Ron John on billboards for Evan. Nice. I work with the yeah. you know, so we're always creating content. And I mean, if I just catch a couple waves, I'm happy. I know. And the words, yeah. the great, the, the words of the great Nat Young, uh, I need less waves as I get older. You yeah, know, I, I just, like that. Yeah. That's, maybe that's how I, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah that's from, um, in the summer too. Is it from that? Correction. It's from Chris Malloy's 2001 movie, Shelter. Yeah. yeah. I remember he says it takes less waves to make me happy. Something like that. So yeah. I just, I enjoy watching the kids. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Right on, man. We'll uh, keep it up. You're, you're obviously, you're not dropping an energy level. Everything's still full. Yeah. Blast. We're on high velocity. Love dude. it. So hopefully we'll see you in a few days, November 11th and 12th. For the Joe and Alani and, and uh, Mason oh, yeah, and Sheldon. Oh, yeah. we'll be here. We'll be yeah. here for that. Awesome. Okay, bud. Definitely. Awesome. Well, thanks thank for you guys. Us, yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. It's a pleasure. An Tell honor. Story. Stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah honor to be here. Thanks you. And stoked on what you guys have done. Cheers. Really. It, it really, honestly, for me, it's a part of what I've done. And it makes it come full circle to see that you guys are promoting the surf community and the movies and the young filmers and old filmers and showcasing it on a, on a really prestigious level. Thanks, so, man. Stoked. I know we love it. Yeah. All right. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot. Okay. Signing out. Cheers. We could have talked to Pat for like two or three more hours and stories would still not even be, we just scratching the surface. Yes. The wonderful thing about, uh, doing this podcast has been sure. You know, we get to talk to Chris Burkhardt and all these guys, but we, we turn it around at some point and say, where are those guys that are right around us that we've, uh, not paid enough attention to? Absolutely. And and then we get to highlight guys like Dupat. I mean, what a joy. Yeah. I mean, and, and at the just like at the festival, we love showing films that are made by local filmmakers. Yeah. Um, we want to bring the best films in the world to our community here, but it just warms my heart when we show a film that is a world-class film and it's made by a guy that lives right down the street. Yeah, we'll be doing more of that, obviously, in the future. Guys like Drew Miller. Yep. Uh, Dustin Miller. I mean, there's... There's a handful of folks out there who have made an impact in my life as far as like the movies I like to watch. Absolutely. And, and you know, those are the folks I want to bring onto the podcast who are from Florida too. You know, I, I mean, but long story short, this was a great interview and I feel like it wasn't so much the interviewers as much as Tupat just being oh, absolutely. who he is. He's just like, I, we, we could have just turned our mics off, but yeah, the guy's you know, enigmatic and and uh just full of passion about everything he does whether it's 
filming surfing or photographing a wedding or like how rad was that most people are like i hate shooting weddings he's like dude it's so fun yeah he had a good time doing it probably yeah i mean you know when you spend 25 years on the road with a company like lost and filming andy and all the guys uh at some point you need to sort of unplug from that i would think sure and uh when you have kids that's a good time to do it um but Wow. He really he really doesn't get enough credit Um, in in the surf cinematography world. He he doesn't get enough credit for what he did um, because he really, along with Taylor Steele, you know, they changed surf films in the 90s. No kidding. Um, Wonderful to have him on the podcast. We couldn't say enough uh, nice things about you. You know, too bad. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for listening to everybody and anything else, John? Yeah, I just want to say thanks to our sponsors for the festival. And again, our sponsor for the podcast, Surfing's Evolution and Preservation Foundation. Um, just a, a huge shout out to those guys. And um, you can help support them by getting one of those cool in the summer license plates for your car. Yeah, why not? It's kind of a cool Florida thing that you have. I mean, not very many states have that option. No, I think we're the only one. Because there's like 50, 60 different options if you're a Florida resident you can get anyway it's kind of cool one of the options is the endless summer license plate and uh, that's one we recommend absolutely all right uh atlantic center for the arts uh globe rourke monster Monster energy Energy is our presenting sponsor red dog surf shop dragon sunglasses buell wetsuits buell i mean the list goes on thank you everybody for your support we're enjoying doing this especially bringing on guys like pat absolutely you